Hey, you're listening to the Riverdale Podcast, the official Archie Comics Podcast. My name is Jonathan. Welcome to lovely Riverdale, USA. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the official Archie Comics podcast, the Riverdale podcast. We update every Saturday morning, and every week we break things up four ways. First up is the book of the week. That's the comic book I read this week. Sometimes it's a new comic book. Sometimes it's an old comic book, but it's always an Archie comic book. Next up is the news of the week. That's what happened in the world of Archie in the week since our last podcast Then on to new releases. That's what came out this past Wednesday, what will be coming up this coming Wednesday, and a look at your digital exclusive of the week. And we're going to wrap up this week reading some listener email. That's what the show looks like this week. Without any further delays, let's jump right into it and get into the book of the week. This week's book of the week is Betty and Veronica number 278. Awesome. It also proclaims on this uh, the cover of this issue that it is the 625th issue of Betty and Veronica overall. Um, I assume that's going back to the numbering of uh, Archie's Girls, Betty and Veronica, uh, that title that goes way, way, way back. The numbering, of course, we're going from here for number 278 is the launch of that title, the relaunch of that title in the late 80s uh, under... Um, Dan DiCarlo, Allison Flood worked on that. A bunch of writers worked on that as well. It's been a really amazing title. Um, And with this issue, we wrap it up. This is the um, final issue of this run before the big relaunch coming next year um, under the the, uh, creative talents of Adam Hughes. So um, sort of much like we did with Archie 666 last summer, it's an issue that's really um, looking back and looking ahead all at once. Um, It's not really the sad, um, you know, saying goodbye of a title so much as it is um, the transition from one thing to another. But let's talk about exactly what's going on in this issue. Um, This issue is written and drawn by Dan Parent with inks by Bob Smith, letters by Jack Morelli, and colors by Glenn Whitmore. And uh, this issue is, is, you know, largely self-aware that it's a final issue. Um... What is sort of woven into the plot that gives it a sense of finality is uh, Mr. Weatherby announces at the very very beginning of the issue that the Riverdale gym is going to be torn down and they're going to build a brand new gym on the other side of the school. So um, th- this this brings um, that sense of things changing, things being different. Um, brings that into the narrative. You know, it, it, it's already a thing that we know about going into this issue that there's going to be a change and a switch up. Uh, this brings that change and that switch up to the characters within the story. Very effective. I really, really like it. So um, we go through with Betty and Veronica and go back to their, their memories of, of uh, all their, you know, adventures in the gym. Um, 
Betty's various sports competition, uh, Veronica cheerleading, um, all the dances that they go to. And that's where we really stick for the rest of the issue is talking about all of the dances that have gone on at the gym. Um, And then we find that, in fact, the final dance is going to be the Halloween masquerade, the big Halloween ball um, coming up. And that's going to be it. That's going to be the last dance before they tear down the gym. So how do we commemorate this? We commemorate this the way, uh, in the way that all great Riverdale High dances are celebrated by um, Archie having two dates uh, that he needs to juggle and run back and forth in between. Um, but the the sort of twist on that, this issue, which is brilliant, um, the thing that I really, really loved about this issue, the thing that made this issue um, the book of the week, uh, is the fact that um, instead of it, Archie's sort of conniving or Archie's bumbling or, you know, the, the sort of... Uh, in lieu of any machinations on, on Archie Andrews' side of things... This whole thing is orchestrated by Betty and Veronica. They both ask him out. They're both in cahoots with each other. Um, and they're really playing him for their amusement. And it's fantastic. Um, it's, it's really, really great. And, um, of course, as with any Archie um, you know, Halloween story, everybody's in costume and everybody's got rad costumes. Betty is dressed up as a, uh, as a pussycat, basically a, a Josie and the pussycat, pussycat. Veronica has this great Elvira do with this big, um, uh, I want to say bouffant hairdo, but I don't know if that's the right, uh, terminology for it, but big, big hair on top that's coming down. It looks, uh, just like Elvira, really, really great. Archie, uh, Archie takes the cake this issue. He decides that he's going to need a costume for Betty, his date with Betty, and a costume for his date with Veronica. So he obviously chooses to be Cosmo the Merry Martian and Super Duck. Um, and somehow finds this mask that you can turn inside out. Uh, and on one side it's Cosmo and the other side it's Super Duck. Ridiculous. It's just so so weird and so funny. I love it. I don't know where the bill uh, goes when he flips it over. Um, to, to be Cosmo. I'm not sure if that uh, that big duck bill is just stuck in his face. I kind of hope so. But um, as, as the issue plays out, we find that, you know, Betty and Veronica are, are obviously playing this prank on Archie. Archie finds out. He's kind of mad, um, but comes around, you know, not unlike every single time that has happened in reverse. Every single time that uh, Archie has asked both of them, and, you know, uh, messed around with them and, you know, run back and forth and tried to, to, to balance having a couple of dates. Uh, none unlike how they are initially angry and then forgive him. Um, he is initially angry and forgives them as well. And the issue wraps up in this great message of friendship. I really, really love this. The final panel is um, Betty and Veronica sitting in kind of silhouette in the moonlight with a little fist bump. Um, just, you know, reaffirming and proclaiming uh, that they are best friends forever. Um, and, you know, in in all of comics-dumb, in all of pop culture-dumb, like, you know, what, what better, what more quintessential um, example do you need of just true friendship than Betty and Veronica? 
this is a really, really great send-off for this series. Um, I love the story. I love the art. Um, I think it's, um, you know, touching without being sappy. It's, um, you know, it, it, it takes... It takes the the um, the gravity of this being in the last issue into account without being you know so beholden to it that it's not any good. And um, we do get a little Easter egg here with uh, what's going on with Kevin Keller. Obviously, we we left off on Kevin Keller's Kevin Keller's adventures when his solo series wrapped up, but we get a little a little nod, a little Easter egg. I guess that's that's all I'll say. Um, if you don't have this issue, oh my gosh, go get this issue. Um, it's got a, a bunch of different covers, a bunch of connecting uh, covers that give you the various looks of Betty and Veronica throughout the decades. Fun package, um, fun story, great art, and a great wrap-up to this series. There you have it. That is the book of the week, Betty and Veronica, number 278. All right, folks, in Archie news this week, the the in-development Archie-themed TV show Riverdale got a little write-up in TV Guide this week, which is pretty rad. Um, you know, we've been hearing little bits and pieces about this. We got some sort of, um, some, you know, production-y art uh, by Veronica Fish, which is going give to us, give us, like, a like an idea of what the series is looking like. Um, we've heard like little bits and pieces about it, um, from Roberto Aguirre Sacasa, who's the chief creative officer of Archie Comics, also the writer of Chilling Adventures of Sabrina and Afterlife with Archie. He's been, uh, working on this, wrote the pilot. He's been, you know, uh, working behind the scenes in LA in, you know, <laughs> uh, developing this show with the CW Network. So it's always cool to get a little more information, a little, a little, little bit, a little piece here and there. Um, in this write-up, you know, um, you know, gave us a lot of information we already have. Uh, largely gave you know <laughs> the rest of America who doesn't so closely follow Archie Comics an idea that this series is coming, which is awesome. Uh, and for us, you know, the true believers, the true. Um, uh, tried and true, died and wool Archie fans who've been following this show since its announcement. We got a few little, um, little, little bits in there. Um, first of all, um, Cheryl Blossom's involvement, um, and uh, Roberta says that she's going to be sort of the villain of the series, at least the first season. That sounds fantastic. Um, he said the first episode is going to take some notes from the Virgin Suicides which is pretty heavy. Um, if you've read that book or watched that movie. Um, you, uh, I'm, I'm very interested to see how those themes will make their way in. Um, and it was really nice to see in this blurb in TV Guide um, the Veronica Fish artwork right up there. Um, and of course, Veronica has done uh, that artwork that's been accompanying all of the the press releases and all the information coming out about the series. Um, but it's also, as you probably know, drawing issues uh, five and six of the uh, the newly launched Archie series. So um, that's good news. Um, you know, evidence that that the, the show is pushing forward and that it, we're getting, we're creeping closer to it coming out. Um, so there it is. There's your news of the week. Uh, Riverdale, written up in TV Guide. All right, you guys. New releases. New releases for this past Wednesday. This past Wednesday was a huge week for Archie. 
Of course, first and foremost, our book of the week, Betty and Veronica, number 278. One, two, three, four, five, six different covers on that one. Um, good luck picking your favorite there. Um, as I said in my review at the top of the show, uh, Betty and Veronica through the decades um, on those interlocking covers. So um, get them all, pick your favorite, um, but don't just grab the one off the top of the stack. Uh, at the comic shop, look through and find which one you like the best. Also out this week, Mega Man number 54, the penultimate issue of that series for the time being. Um, so get in on that, uh, on on its way out. Also out this week, The Shield number one, the brand new series from Dark Circle Comics. Um, we've got uh, a, a bunch of variant covers on that. Andrew Robinson, David Williams, Raphael Albuquerque, Robert Hack. Um, Wilford Torres. Um, so uh, be on the lookout for that. It was a great first issue, a great introduction, um, and left a lot of uh, a lot of questions, a lot of threads to pick up with the next issue. Um, so check that out. That was a really great read this week. Also out this week, Sonic the Hedgehog number two seventy seven, and World of Archie Comics Double Digest number fifty three. Um, kicking off the Christmas stories. Awesome. I haven't read this yet. I'm waiting until I get a little bit closer to Christmas. Um, but, uh, gosh, I love Archie Christmas stories so much. I'm really, really excited about that digest. Coming up this coming Wednesday, the 28th, Betty and Veronica Jumbo Comics Digest number 238. The Black Hood number 6. Um, this is uh, coming back. Um uh, coming back after a, a hiatus, uh, I guess issue five dropped last summer, um, and then it had this uh, sort of built-in break to the series, and has come back with this standalone series, this standalone issue um, with art by Howard Chaikin. Fantastic, um, and then the regular series artist um, will kick back in with issue number seven coming soon. Uh, and finally, out this week, Sonic Universe number 81. Over on the digital side of things, um, your digital exclusive of the week is World of Archie Masquerade Mishaps. So a ton of great adventures there with uh, costumes and Halloween adventures. Uh, just a time for Halloween coming up just a week from today. Oh my gosh, get ready. Um, so there we are. There you have it. Those are your new releases for this past Wednesday, the 21st, this coming Wednesday, the 28th, and your digital exclusive of the week from Archie Comics. All right, folks. Um, <laughs> finally today, we're, we've got uh, emails to get to. Last week, we talked about... Uh, CBRs, uh, Comic Book Resources Rundown of the Archie Comics panel from New York Comic Con. And there was some discussion in there um, uh, from uh, Jughead writer Chip Zdarsky about whether or not Jughead was identified or self-identified as asexual. Of course, we know that, <laughs> that Jughead is not super interested in girls. We've seen that before. Um you know, throughout his character, and there have been a, a few exceptions um, through the years. Um, so I sort of threw that out there to see what you guys thought. Um, and uh, Jean-Pierre, Jean-Pierre, uh, longtime listener of the show, came in 
with some good thoughts. So I want to share this email with you um, that came in from him earlier this week. Uh, Jean-Pierre says, regarding speculations about Jughead's sexuality, this is a topic I find fascinating for more than one reason. I always assumed that woman hater was merely a dated slang term that merely meant that Jughead eschewed dating as part of his whole in-it-for-himself way of life. Indeed, though, we've seen him lighten up on that over the years, but never for very long. The first time I saw people speculating that he might not be straight was after the announcement about Kevin Keller. Most of these people were being snide or silly, so it was easy to dismiss them. But then I came across uh, someone on Tumblr who identified as queer, and he pointed out of uh, he pointed out all of Jughead's traits that he had always identified with. He couldn't help but see Jughead as anything but straight. As a bisexual man myself, this always uh, gave me pause for thought. I also always identified strongly with Jughead in certain ways, obsessing about food, not fitting in, and kind of being proud of it, feeling the need to overstate my dislike of girls when I was young. Um, and look at those girls that Jughead has been most closely associated with. Ethel Muggs, Wendy Weatherby, January McAndrews, and even Trula Twist. They are all, to one degree or another, quite masculine. The same could be said of Betty Cooper and Sabrina to a lesser degree. And remember how comfortable Kevin was with Jughead in telling him he was gay. Sometime after that, I came across a post about asexuality awareness that featured Jughead with his t-shirt painted in the asexual pride colors. More food for thought. If I had to put a label on Jughead, I would guess that he is asexual and bi-romantic. He can be in relationships with people of more than one gender, but will also go so far, but will only go so far with them. Clearly, though, Jughead defies being easily labeled, and might even get a kick out of keeping people guessing. Well, that's my two cents on the subject. Sorry for the long message. Love your podcast, uh, Jean Pierre. Uh, Jean Pierre, thank you so much for writing this. I am like, uh, I'm squishing it all around in my head. Um, it is all good food, food for thought, and I think that it will be interesting to see. If Chip Zdarsky and Erica Henderson go anywhere with this, um, I'm sort of of two minds. As as it seems was discussed at the panel, um, there definitely, uh, you know, could be an opportunity here for um, there to be some representation of asexual youth. Um, you know, much as there was representation for gay youth with Kevin Keller as a character. Um, on the other hand, I like, um, I, I feel like it, it, there's this way that Jughead is similar to Wolverine. Here we go. In that the less information you have about Jughead, the more mysterious a character he is and the more fun he is. So I'm not necessarily leaning to one side or the other. Um, I think that that both could be pretty great. I do like, um, as you said yourself at the end of the letter, um, that he might even get a kick out of keeping people guessing. I think that is exactly what Jughead does. Um, and it is largely that sort of shell that he has, that um, disaffected manner that he has that makes him who he is. So um, I, I, I don't know. I haven't fully put together my thoughts on this. Um, I'm excited to keep this conversation going. So if anybody else has thoughts on this, I would love, love, love to hear them. 
Um, and I should say, of course, all of this being said with a grain of salt, um, all of this being said by myself as an Archie fan, uh, I obviously don't have any editorial direction. I don't have um, any insider information from Archie. I'm speaking totally uh, from my own perspective on here. Let's jump into another email. This one comes from Benjamin. Benjamin says, I love the show. I just read Archie 1, 2, and 3, and I loved them. I would like to know your opinion on them. My favorite panel was the last one from issue 1, where Mr. Lodge arrives in Riverdale. Thanks so much for writing in, Benjamin. I'm glad you found the show. I'm glad you read Archie uh, 1, 2, and 3, and I'm glad you're really liking them. Um, I would um, echo your sentiments. I love... um, when uh when mr lodge arrives i love that entire interaction where um uh, i guess it's not really an interaction but the sort of back and forth between uh, archie hiding from mr lodge and veronica seeing what archie has done um and i'm gonna ask for my thoughts on archie one two and three you can definitely go back to those episodes i've talked about each of those individually um in the past few months as they've come out um, but I would say on the whole, I'm really, really loving the series so far. Um, I I think that Mark Wade has sort of, you know, taken everything apart and built it back up. Um, and we've arrived at a familiar point, but we have all this back information that we didn't before. Um, the, the sort of like, you know, retconning, the sort of retro continuity stuff of... Um, switching up Jughead's origin a little bit, of introducing this uh, uh, power dynamic with Jughead, I'm sorry, this power dynamic with Archie and Veronica, with her having this information on him. Um, uh, Yeah, I I guess just a few weeks ago, I talked about issue number three, and um, uh, I I guess I I, I worked through a lot of my thoughts about the series there, Um, and uh, just how successful I think uh, Mark Wade is in in his writing of that series. Of course, um, you can't go wrong with uh, Fiona Staples' art. Um, It's beautiful. It's a a good uh, twist on the classic art, Um, and I think her redesigns of the characters are you know entirely on point and i'm very excited to see where the artwork goes from there uh with annie Wu coming up and as we talked about earlier in the show uh veronica fish coming in with issues five and six so yeah i would say that i've been uh i've been liking it a lot um so thanks benjamin for writing in uh please keep in touch let me know how you're enjoying the series um and you know what other comic books you you've uh you know what other archie comics you've been reading um, I don't know if you just got into Archie or whether you've been reading stuff before that and just got into the new series. Um, but yeah, keep in touch. Uh, thank you so much, Benjamin, for writing. Um, thanks again, Jean-Pierre, for writing in. If you want to get in touch with the show, you can always write an email just as Benjamin did uh, to riverdalepodcast at yahoo.com. You can also get in touch through Facebook as Jean-Pierre did. Um, Facebook.com slash Riverdale Podcast. You can find us on Twitter. We are at Riverdale Pod. Um, and you can always call and leave a voicemail as well. If you're interested, you can call in to 573-427-2443. That's 5734-Archie. You can leave a message there. 
So there you have it. Get in touch. I'm excited to hear from you. All right, folks. Uh, what a fun show. What a cool show. Um, it's always... Uh, I don't know. It's always a fun adventure to get um, letters from people, have that interaction from the from the listeners and the other fans. Cool, cool, cool. Um, I want to remind everybody that you can check out a brand new episode of the Riverdale Podcast every Saturday morning. You'll find that at ArchieComics.com, RiverdalePodcast.com. Find that on iTunes and Stitcher. The best way to keep up is to head over to iTunes and subscribe. Uh, and while you're over there subscribing, write a review. Let people know what you think of the show. The more reviews you get, uh, the more reviews the show gets, the more it is visible, the more it is featured on iTunes, and the more other Archie fans who can find it. So if you're excited about the show and you think other people would be excited about the show, um, the best way to spread that love is to write a review. Uh, tell your friends about the show. Um, if your friends love Archie Comics, they might just enjoy this show as well. So I guess we'll wrap things up there. Um, don't forget to head back and check out the Riverdale Podcast Presents the Archie Andrews Old Time Radio Show. Um, that was a year-long project that presented uh, a bunch of classic uh, radio adventures uh, starring Archie Andrews. Um, head back and check those out. Um, so I guess until next week, thank you guys so much for watching. My name is Jonathan, and I'll see you again next week right here in lovely Riverdale, USA.